Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we got a couple people here to talk some baseball with you and a couple other topics. But first, let's uh, let's get to our guest here, and here's the thing. Polly, how are you tonight? Coop, here's the thing. I'm living a dream. I already opened my beer, so I can't make it. Yeah, I did too. I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I opened but it. I am, I am eating beef jerky I bought out of a tub. The silver. Remember the silver dollar ones you could buy at the like, convenience store? Yeah. I bought some like organic ones from Tillamook, who also makes cheese. They're really good. They ordered, they delivered the wrong ones, but they're teriyaki and they're really good. Oh, uh, got you some jerky. All right. Yeah, also, Tillamook, Tillamook cheese is amazing. It's Tillamook cheese is really good. We, yeah. also, we also got Branch on. Branch, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful evening. I'm enjoying some key lime urban artifact from Cincinnati. Oh. Uh, it's, it's, it's going down really, really good. That's good. Uh, and I miss baseball. Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. We, we all do. Why don't we talk a little baseball? I've got a couple baseball topics for you. One is everyone thought that the coronavirus would be why there would be no baseball in 2020. But it could be that owners and the players arguing with each other. So back in March, when the season was first uh, postponed, there was an agreement between the Players Association and Major League Baseball that there, that the amount of games played would prorate the player's salary. So instead of being paid for 162 games, uh, if they if there's only 100 games, they would only be paid for the equivalent of 100 instead of 162. Well, then Major League Baseball came back a couple weeks ago and said that they want to do a 50-50 revenue split with the players, which would be a lot less money. And the players said... That's not going to happen. So they're kind of going back and forth about that now. And I just wanted to get everybody's opinion on that. Branch, we'll start with you. What do you think about the one, the deal that was made in March and now owners coming back and trying to renegotiate? Uh, bullshit. They're trying to come back and renegotiate. Uh, the That other statement was in a whole different section of that original agreement that the owners are relying on. Saying if, you know, something about not having fans in the stands. They their their point of view is if there's no fans, then we can renegotiate this. That's not how that contract was worded. They made they, they made the contract. They should honor it. I think they're going to come to some sort of agreement because all they have to do is do deferred payments on it, and the and the players' association is going to go ahead and say, okay, yeah, you can pay us later when you get fans back in the stands. You know, I mean, they're and I think that's how it's going to end up going. You know, the they're going to announce on, I think it is Tuesday, or or send their proposal to the owners on Tuesday. And, you know, the way things have been leaking over this whole mess, that'll we'll know by Tuesday evening and see kind of the, the you know, what's leaked from the owners, what's leaked from the union. There'll probably be a day or two of squabble, and then they'll figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I, I, I think I, it honestly looks like right now they're going to have a season. You know, now there might be one or two stars that hold out. 
which that's going to be weird, but we'll figure it out. Well, Blake Snell from the Rays has said that if he's not getting yeah. paid his full salary, he's not playing. But we'll see what happens when it actually push comes to so, the shove. When it actually comes down. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, I would bet that at least – I'm just going to throw an arbitrary number. I don't know for sure, but at least 70% of the players – I mean, most of these players are just like, I like to play baseball. You like to play baseball? Yeah, I like to play baseball. If they pay me anything to play baseball, I'm good, you know, and just go on down the road. It's not, it's not like every one of these guys has to spend their entire life just playing baseball. Well, and here's the thing, Polly. Give me your thoughts on this. Here's the thing, Branch. I have to, I agree and disagree with you all. Some guys are saying, yeah, let's play baseball. You want to play baseball? Let's play baseball. Some guys are saying, hey, wait a minute. I've never really been paid decently. So this is a chance actually for us to get paid decently. And I have a fear and I've tweeted about this earlier today and yesterday is, is that there might not be a season this year or next year because of this mess. Yeah. Next year is the end of the CBA. I mean, I I feel like I'm digging up a fossil and we're all, we're all discovering it. And it's like, well, this, this deal looks like shit. And we're and the owners are actually treating these guys with disrespect. I mean, they they have the money to pay these guys, and yes, they're going to take a hit this year, but they've never taken a hit ever. Any team's never taken a hit from the baseball season. I I don't think probably, but yeah, but. Uh, well, I think there's some these, di- disingenuous arguments from the owners. Couple of reasons. One, you're, yeah. we're talking about billionaires arguing with millionaires. So I know a lot of people just don't care or they don't want to hear it. They just want to see a deal done. And I see that. And I can understand that. But the, where the owners are disingenuous is they're saying that some of the teams are saying that up to 70% of their revenue comes from the gate, from ticket sales, concessions, all that. That's just factually inaccurate. The they couldn't mo- tank if that was true. Teams could not tank. Right. The money comes from the TV and radio deals and merchandising. Yes, they make a lot of money on ticket sales and concessions. That's a, that is a big chunk of their revenue. It's not 70% of the revenue. It's just not. But, but the owners will not open their books up to the Major League Baseball Players Association because they don't want them to see just how much money that they're, they're making. So I, don't, I do not buy the 70% of revenue comes from the gate. I just don't. It could be 30 or 40%. I could buy that easily, but not 70. Yeah, not 70. That's bullshit. That is, that's, that's a slap in the face, actually. That's lying to people. And, see, and they play hokey games with, like, parking and beer sales and other stuff when, it, you know, because the only team we can look at is Atlanta. And when you look at it, they play some really funky games saying, oh, that's not profit that the Braves are making. That's this other company that runs that. Bullshit. That other company is wholly owned by the other company. It just because just you label it something different, call it an LL, you know, not Atlanta Braves LLC, does not mean it's not Atlanta Braves LLC. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Atlanta because the Atlanta Falcons, when they moved into their new Mercedes, whatever, Ben's super duper dome or whatever it is, they slashed their concession prices. You can get like a beer for $5 at Atlanta Falcons game. And like a hot dog for like four dollars. Oh damn! Yeah, they really. They, you yeah. can't get Chick Fil A on a Sunday. Though. No, they can't get Chick Fil A on the Sunday. But they have Whatever. a wa- they have a Waffle House <laughs> in the stadium. 
That's the coolest okay. part. Well, I think the Braves do too, but I don't know. Wouldn't it be cool if you could sit in the Waffle House and eat? And the game's and like right in front of you. And the game's right in front of you. I don't know. Someone that is serving you food that smells like grease. Oh, man. I, wonderful. <laughs> and they get your name wrong like eight times. And it's like, I'm sitting at the gosh darn bar. Why don't you remember what they need? I've never been to either of those new stadiums. All I know is that the baseball stadium is way north of downtown now. <laughs> way uh, we north. Need, we need to do a live a, podcast at a different stadium done deal i've already done the live podcast yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> you were like going His in and out it's pretty good <laughs> it was funny though at least live i was, a, I was a... <laughs> but yeah <laughs> that was funny i think it is a possibility like paulie was saying that this could lead to a labor war since 2021 is the last year of the current cba I could easily see a squabble right now, like Polly said, bleeding into next year and jeopardizing two seasons, not just one. I My hope is, obviously, my hope is that the players and the owners can come to an understanding, play without fans because we don't need to have this virus spreading without a vaccine yet. Or if fans come in, you've got to wear a mask, which how are you going to enforce that with 50,000 people? So we probably won't have fans. Anyway, have you have you seen some of the people in the moon deck before? You can tell them to wear uh, face mask. Eggs, I know. I mean, sorry, you, I'm sorry if he's in the moon deck. Listeners, you, I love you. All you got to do is turn on the news and see a bunch of people not wearing masks. Yeah, it's it's silly. I mean, it, but I I don't really want to go to a game right now. I mean, I want to see baseball, but I'm not going anywhere near that stadium with like you know twenty thousand people. Not a chance in hell. You know, I mean, like, I, I'm fine with moving around a little bit, but close your contacts down, you know. <laughs> you know, ain't no some guy puking, some guy, you know, I no. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that. There you know, is. Personal choice. You know, now, a... if it was just me and, like, my wife and the handlebar, well, hell yeah. But, you know, and that's what I'm afraid it's liable to end up being is, like, super rich being able to go to watch the games, which I don't even know if they watch the games anyway. Well, there is a little bit of news about that. The Reds are going to be a beta test site for a uh, an airborne disinfectant. Yeah, well, they're they're doing some air filters. Oh, I can't find it. I can't yeah. find it. So we'll just we'll just they're going to do some here. air filter chemical stuff to try to. Yeah, it's like something they're going to spray that's supposed to disinfect any kind of particles in the air. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if the, I didn't. The article. I wasn't sure if they were going to do it while people were there or if it was going to be something that was done like beforehand, but they're going to beta test it at, at GABP and you know, the, uh, the conspiracy nut jobs are going to come out and saying it's like chemtrails or something. <laughs> I don't want to be part of the test, but if it works, okay, great. You know how like 5g <laughs> is causing cancer and the coronavirus yeah. kind of people. I'm an RF engineer, not saying yep. what carrier, trust me, 5g does not cause any difference than 1g you're you're to be completely honest with you that phone you had in your car when you were a teenager put off a whole lot more rf and bad stuff than anything that you have in your pocket right now don't tell the conspiracy nuts that yeah i mean there used to be one tower per city now there's thousands (laughs) and you know this 
might be a good segue to our next segment. Please tell me. Our next segment is going to be, what are our favorite sports-related conspiracy theories? We, we discussed this before we came on the air. Uh, me and Polly have a couple. And Polly, I'm going to let you start. Give me... Give me I have one. Your, you got no, one? I'm Go sorry. ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. that's all I've had. Ladies and gentlemen, I've said it a couple of times on this podcast, but I looked it up. In the year 1991, baseball banned steroids. And guess what? And guess what they didn't do until 2003? They didn't start testing players for steroids. I've had a theory for years where I've not been against it because it made me a fan. I was at that age where baseball and home runs took off like no other. Everyone was hitting home runs further than anyone else that ever ever has hit a home run before. And I think my theory with a little knowledge and a little research, but the facts like Rick really stood at me right there was 91. They banned it in 2003. They didn't start testing players for it. My theory is guys, I really think that baseball introduced steroids at a time that it, they really needed fans to like support baseball again, because it was dying in the late nineties. It was just like, dying. like, like, po- like post work stoppage. I mean, yeah. they had to wipe out the world yeah, series really in 95. Yeah, 94, yes, I mean, yes. sorry. 94. 95, 96, 97 is when they like, introduced it. And it just got worse and worse because players just found different ways to get bigger and better. Well, Paulie, all you got to do is look at the summer of 98 with the uh, Sosa McGuire home run chase and how much the Major League Baseball promoted that. And both of them were later found to be taking the stuff. Yes. And that saved baseball. Baseball was hurting. And it completely I mean, saved it. Now I look back. I was I was in Chicago at a game and where I watched a McGuire Sosa matchup and watched them both hit a home run. I was I graduated eighth grade that year. It was awesome. It was one of the, it was one of the coolest baseball games I've ever been to and it was no it was not Reds related at all. And I was I knew I, I didn't know. Now I know it was. I, I saw history being made that day. Well, you're totally correct in that because I was living in San Diego at the time, you know, and it's like you know we had a mixed mosh being in the military of people that followed other baseball teams. But every day we were talking about that race. You know, I mean, every single day the news was covering that race. We were covering that race. We were talking about you know just the jarheads sitting out in the flight line. We're like, oh, just you know, and it's what we talked about during that. So it did. It's, Job. It was it was a national phenomenon, the home run race between McGuire and Sosa. And I watched it all too. I missed McGuire's record breaking home run for a reason that I'm not gonna put out here publicly. So yeah, Polly, I I think that's if we used a Mythbuster scale of busted, plausible, or confirmed, I think that's a, at least plausible. Very plausible. It's it's plausible. It's plausible. It's, it's you know you can't put it like you know like uh, you know, I can't put a finger on it. You can't put a thumbtack like all right. That's the point of of like of injection. But it's just 
Yeah. Hey, we got to save. We got to save baseball. It was one way. No, I definitely, I definitely think there's something to it. Maybe that's why there's so many '80s baseball movies too. To save a baseball in the '80s. It could be. Just on the bed that one. <laughs> All right. So, do you have any other conspiracy theories, Polly? Sasquatch is real. I mean, sports. Hate that. I mean sports. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> There's a hat that I want to get that says Sasquatch ate my ass. That's awesome. that's a real hat. I want to get that at some point. But I anyway, well, he, be my back Sasquatch is the social distancing champion of yeah. all time because it's not real. Anyway, <laughs> so I have three conspiracy theories: one baseball, and two Michael Jordan related. So. Let's do the baseball one first. And I don't I don't believe this one. I, I think we can call it busted. But here's the theory. Cal Ripken Jr. was on his way to breaking Lou Gehrig's consecutive games record. And near the end of it, as the story goes, he had invited the actor Kevin Costner over to his house because they were friends. And like Costner had just filmed a movie somewhere in the area. I don't know if it was in Baltimore or in Washington or something, but somewhere in the area he had been filming a movie and he invited his friend over for whatever. So on the day of a game, it was a night game. Cal Ripken has to leave his house about like one or two, something like that to get to the stadium. And uh, he leaves, gets about, as the story goes, gets about halfway to the stadium when he realizes he forgot something, whichever version of the story you hear it's usually something different that he forgot but he forgot something that he needed so he turns back around and goes home and when he walks in he finds kevin costner railing his wife he then proceeds to beat the shit out of kevin costner as the story goes and then he calls peter angelos who's the owner of the orioles and says i'm not coming to the game today and of course peter angelos is like you have to come you know we've invested so much in this streak and you know, it's all you're going to we're going to lose all this money and stuff. And, and Cal Ripken's like, I don't care what you do. I'm not coming and basically hangs up. The game gets canceled due to an electrical failure that when the electric company comes out, they cannot find any problem with the electrical system at Camden Yards. And that's the theory. There was an actual game in the 90s, the late 90s that was canceled because of an electrical issue. And that's where the conspiracy theory gains a little bit of steam is because there was a game canceled for that reason. But I don't buy the whole Kevin Costner railed his wife, so he beat him up and wasn't going to show up. But I think that's a good theory. Good, good fun conspiracy theory. It's a very fun conspiracy theory. It's been fun for years. (laughs) Both Cal Ripken... But it's so fun. You, you, you mentioned it the other week, and like I never heard of it actually before. Like I think I have, but it's like never like th- like I think it was at the time where I was like, I'm too young. I don't have the internet to look up with that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's it. even film of. I, they, I'm pretty sure there's even film of Cal like on the field warming up. Yeah, I yeah. And they became <laughs> they became a they became friends on a set of a movie actually. A long, like a while ago for some odd reason and he like kevin Costner supposedly like the, i've read i read a few articles that said kevin Costner and them be, and, and coward became good friends and kevin Costner was actually living at their house during the filming of a movie yeah so 
there that's where you know there's little bits and pieces that people pick up on and where it can oh, seem plausible God, but both of them both of them have denied it you know and and like branch said I, they were like he was like on the field the day that the game got canceled so it's it's not, it's it's obviously not true but it's just well, a good it fun could story mean like I mean, he could have been, like, there on time, but, like, you know, it could happen, like, you know, like, call the game. Like, I'm not going to play tonight. You know, like, it's I'm going to show up, but I'm not going to play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could have been something like that, too. Hey, you can, never can, know. We blame, can we blame this conspiracy on Terry Labonte? Because didn't Terry Labonte and him have this whole Iron Man thing going, like Terry did with consecutive NASCAR races or something? Um... I believe he did. I don't know. I don't know if Terry Labonte was pretty bright sure enough they, to come up with that. Like an 800 or something got done, and he'd been in that many races consecutively or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know about that one, but um, yeah. But yeah. So now comes the. Sorry, con- I, I'm I'm very. I, I read a lot into that one after you mentioned that to me. No, it's fine. Yeah, it's no, fun as hell, isn't it? It's a fun <laughs> conspiracy. To think about. Hey, before but, we move on to your next one, Coop, can I yeah. throw one out? Because mine's kind of lame. Yeah, go ahead. It's not really even. I don't even know if it's a conspiracy or if it's just truth. Is the Wade Boggs and the eighty-four beers on the way from on a flight from Boston to L.A. They did, and, a, they, and, they, and then going three for five like the next day. It's always yeah. sunny in Philadelphia. Did a they, 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 homage they to that. A great one, yes, and it's fantastic. One of their episodes. It's one of my favorite sunny episodes ever. I mean, it's got to be, I don't know about 84, but I would believe that he could put down some beer. Dude, Bob's is a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Total badass. So, I, you know, I'm like, you know, from the kid watching him and, and, and to young adult watching him, I'm like, you know, it, it's not like I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so, well, speaking of drinking a lot stash, of beers. The stash. The stash, man. The stash. There are a lot of stories that are basically confirmed of andre the giant drinking like a hundred beers like it's nothing oh god yeah yeah so many of course you know he's he was a massive guy so not yeah. like wade boggs but but yeah i mean i don't know about 84 but i could believe he was in constant pain and he was self-medicating i mean yeah. nothing ever hit andre right you know hell of a dude and was in one of the most underappreciated movies of all time the princess bride one of the best that's an awesome movie. Most, most wonderful movies ever. If you don't like The Princess Bride, gentlemen, go gentlemen, fuck yourself. I've, I can go fuck myself because I've never seen it before. But you, you really need you've to never watch seen it, it but really it doesn't mean you wouldn't like it. You would love I know, it. No, I, I know I would love it. I've just like it is a wonderful movie. I've watched bits and pieces, and it's made me laugh. It just like it's been one of those movies like I've truly never actually like never owned it. No one's ever owned it that I lived with or anything, and like it's just like never like watched it totally. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. I, I think it's it is. Be it's on. on stuff, it's right? on Disney. It's on Disney. Oh, okay. I, I think I need to do it. Yeah. No, you're you right. need to watch you it. You need to sit down and so, watch it, man. It is fantastic. I know it is, and I'm not. I'm not dogging. It's just like I, you know, people can boo me all they want. No, I no. remember the first time I went to see it because I went. I went to see it with my church youth group when it was in theaters. <laughs> oh wow! And and I and me and my, all my buddies that were all boys were like, we're going to see a movie called The Princess Bride. Right. And our youth pastor's like. No, you'll love this movie. There's sword fighting or something. I'm like, this sounds like some girly crap. I don't want to go. And he's like, you'll love it. You'll love it. And anyway, so we, you know, it's church. So we went and we all walked out of there like, oh my gosh, that was the greatest movie. Yeah. <laughs> you see the title. The group's back in the day. 
<laughs> you, you see the title of the princess bride and you think oh yeah this is going to be yeah. something dumb but it's not it's great we could do a whole um, episode on 80s movies but my buddy in seventh grade <clears throat> stole dirty dancing from his aunt <laughs> that lived up the road and he was like hey and i was spending the night at his house he, and like we don't dirty pizza and he was like hey we can go home and i was like cool let's go you know let's go hang out and I, he like lived right up the road from my parents house like where i live now and um we popped in dirty dancing and he was like and we're like where's the stripping at <laughs> yeah there wasn't <laughs> any there was a strip funny movie. i don't know if you want to call it a I funny some thing girl make me watch that one and was like oh i thought this was going to be a lot more fun than what it is i watched it when i was a kid <laughs> and i was like this movie's stupid and it wasn't until i got older now when i realized a lot of the movie is based on the one lady having an abortion and people don't yeah, want to talk yeah, about that, is, that. That is something you can miss on that one. And people yeah. don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, no. when you're a kid, you know, that just kind of goes over your head. But then you think about it and you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about 80s movies forever. But Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, rest in peace, King. Of course, Patrick Swayze's best movie was Roadhouse. And I'm not going to hear any oh, arguments. God, yeah. Oh, by, by so far. Then I, mean, I point break was point a, break I, is like a close second. I get a, I get a chub over um, point break and which oh, oh, oh point time. break point break before like football season starts like was just like that was like a ritual. You gotta watch. Come on, break. Johnny. Get, like, pumped up. Oh, point break is excellent too. I just put yeah. it slightly behind Roadhouse. Roadhouse is better. Roadhouse is better. I agree with that. I couldn't think of Roadhouse, but every time Roadhouse is on, you have to watch it. It's oh, one, yeah. of, those it's one of those movies yeah, you just watch. have to watch. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's get back on topic because, we, yeah, like I said, we could talk about that for hours. So I have my Michael Jordan conspiracy theories that I believe. The first one is he was going to be suspended by the NBA for gambling for an entire year. So he retired, quote-unquote, to play baseball when, in fact, that was – conjured up by David Stern and Michael Jordan and whoever else owner of the Bulls who happens to also be wasn't he also the owner of the White Sox at the time I'm not sure anyway I truly believe that the only reason Michael Jordan played baseball was because of a swept under the rug suspension from the NBA for gambling Michael Jordan is a known degenerate gambler say what you will about it about gambling or whatever but I believe that one And I believe the second one, which also involves his gambling, which is sad, but when Michael Jordan's father was murdered, he was basically killed in a drive-by on the the side of a highway in North Carolina. That Michael could have paid for, right? Like, easily. Like a gambling debt. Wasn't it like something like that? No. The way I understood it is that people that Michael Jordan had either won a bunch of money from or owed a bunch of money to killed his father as a way as to like a warning to him saying either pay up or give us our money back or something like that. Like the, like the way I understood it was the Chicago mob. It was a way to say, Hey, I can get to you. See, you know, funny it, it, the way I understood it. Funny, funny thing. That's the time. It was around the time that that was happening when I was young and my mom was like, she, I, I really, I think I remember. I think, like, like she was like, you might look up to him, but this is the person who he is. And he, like, and like it was all over the news about his dad's death, 
she was like, this is, this is something about him. And I, I never, I remember that from her. And she also, it was just so weird how she like, was like very adamant about that. And it was around the time that saved by the bell had the episode where Jesse Soprano took speed pills. And that was the last time I could watch saved by the bell as well. (laughs) I've, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I'm so and those th- scared. And you say that you say the conspiracy theory, and I really like. I really believe it. I believe it because he was like. I thought this documentary that came out about him. Of course, he was a producer of it, so he made. He oh, was made into oh, a, it was a, completely a, a good light. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a lot to more that meets the eye. I love that saying, thank you, Transformers. But that comes to all that gambling with him, and he's very competitive. He's a great athlete. He's a great role model, but when it comes down to it, the gambling really shows his true competitiveness. And and that just... He's got a little Pete Rose in him. He's got, he's got a little Pete Rose in him. And I'm never saying... I think he has Pete Rose syndrome syndrome in him, but I don't think he is truly Pete Rose. Well, yeah, I'm just meaning like uh, a gambler. Here's a newsflash. Here's a newsflash. Super competitive people have a real heavy tendency to gamble a lot. It's not. I mean, honestly, that's not. That's not. Shouldn't be a secret. That's the way it is. Yeah. I would say. I would say Michael Jordan never went as far as gambling on himself or the team he played on. But we don't know that, though. We don't know that. And that's he's. He's a gambler. Like that was that was one of the, one of the first pe- people I knew in history that was like a gambler. You know, like in the kind of in a bad light too. Oh yeah, but but back to was his, Michael Jordan. Yeah, back to his dad. How else do you explain his dad randomly being targeted on the side of a highway or just driving down the highway? How else would you can't? I mean, he was in he was in the town he grew up in, the town he lived in. It's not. Yeah, there's some fishiness there, you know. Right, some serious fishiness there. I, I, that's why I. I mean, you would see it if he was kidnapped and there was a ransom or something, right? Or, or if other people had been randomly shot around the same area around the same time. No, I mean Jordan's from like. He's from like Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know he he, um the uh, the. The documentary wasn't filmed at any of his houses. It was unfilled in different five different locations. Actually, never filmed in his own actual house. He's like he's very private about stuff. Like you know, it's like he almost hides stuff in a way. Well, I, I mean, would be too if the mob killed my dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna label that one plausible along with the suspension because there's just there's just so much. There's just too much that adds up on both of them. Maybe one day we'll find the truth, but I doubt it. So anyway, hey, you want to get to some listener questions now? See. So we, I sent out the tweet asking for questions using the hashtag pandemic to Tokyo drift. So the first question comes from our guy, Kevin hunt for Kevin Aldhouse. I pronounce your name wrong every time, buddy. So I'm sorry. <laughs> So he asked, hashtag pandemic to Tokyo Drift. If you could record a podcast with any any human being ever, not a chair, okay, who would it be? 
Mine would be O.J. Simpson. I want him to explain why he butchered a woman and a gay man. What? I don't know if we... Let's not besmirch the dead man. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... Anyway, I would not want to interview O.J. Simpson because I... No. I don't want to interview a murderer. If you could record... Mine would probably be James Hetfield from Metallica. From what? From Metallica? Yeah, okay. James Hetfield. That's Go. pretty good. I think mine would probably be Nikola Tesla. Oh, that's good. You know, that would probably be... Because, you know, that dude had a lot of stuff going on in his head. What about you, Paulie? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a tough question. I mean, because I mentioned earlier to you guys how, like, <clears throat> I kind of want to have another a different podcast that's like, talks about the neighborhood and that's my thing on Facebook or, or not or on Twitter. Bob Vila. Bob from Vila. This old house. <laughs> yep. yep. That would be that would be yeah. a very yeah, good he, one. That really you know, is. Like, just an just a very interactive, like you know, like wholesome, but like I'm gonna ask you some questions, Bob. And you know, like let me know. You know, like you know, I don't know, just like very I don't know. It would be really cool. Or um oh, there's this there's this old guy, he's probably not alive anymore, but on on um Public on a, on PBS and public broadcast system from um, Virtue Garden. It was a guy with an uh, he was Amish looking. He had like a weird beard. I think he'd be really interesting. Yeah, yes, awesome. he was really cool. He was really cool. I don't know his name, but like it, him, definitely. But Bob Vila, Bob Vila is my answer. So going along with that, Ode to the Red Twenty Twenty World Series had a question of if there's one celebrity you could meet, who would it be? Would you would it be the same person you went on the podcast? Or would you want to meet a celebrity and not have them on the podcast? Here's the thing. I would want to meet a celebrity over the podcast. Like, um, I was thinking about, like, so, I don't know what I was thinking about earlier. I was like, who did, like, idolize or, like, really, like, like when I was, like, younger or a teenager or something? And then I was, like, thinking of, like, bands I loved. And it was, like, The Doors. Like, Jim Morrison is actually a person I would, like, actually want to meet. Yeah talk to at least like just like pick his brain a little bit and be like why what you know well there's not there's, not there's not much left of his brain right now but i know what you're saying no that's that's about being person i think what about you branch oh that one's easy that one's easy for me tom hanks oh that's a good one you know that's that's, that's a good one that's yeah i, I, I guess i'm yeah. dead people i yeah. i don't really get into the whole celebrity worship thing like like you were saying, Paulie, mine's more with bands. I would I mean I would like to I would have liked to have met Cliff Cliff Burton from Metallica before he died. Because he was just amazing. Yes. All, all mine revolve around Metallica for some reason. But he, he well, he brought a lot to that band before mm-hmm. it was even big. And and I he, think that's the reason why those guys still still perform, still do it. Because it, it was quick quick because of him. And they're oh, yeah. a very good band and I respect them. They're not my top. They're not my top like ten. Well, shut your whore mouth. They're definitely. Hey, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just. I know. But, I'm just kidding. You know. Oh, but I'm, I'm. I would never like. I'm. I. They're like. Oh, man, I had a single of theirs. I. I can't even remember of it. My I thought I had, but I just listened to it. Listen to it. And I was like, holy shit! Like, man, Metallica. Just, like, just. It was even before, and I know how important he is to the band mm-hmm. and to, to fans. So that's why I respect that. I mean, if I could choose any band member ever, it's probably going to be Lennon. Who'd Lennon, you say? John Lennon. John Lennon. Okay. If I could choose any oh, band yeah. Ever. Yeah. That would be yeah, a good I one mean, too. It's, it's John freaking Lennon. You know? Yeah. 
All right. Well, our next question comes from our Kevin at uh, new MLB commissioner. He asked hashtag pandemic to Tokyo drift. What do you guys think about MLB? What do you guys think MLB should do with the service time crap they do? What size do you think the roster should be going forward? The, where service time comes into play is the whole Super 2 thing. I think they should eliminate that. I think players get screwed over Super 2. I think they, they should find a way that you call you call somebody up, their service time starts. Don't do this whole, service, this whole Super 2 thing where you can screw them out of service time, screw them out of playing in the majors and accruing their uh, service time based on they might get an extra year of arbitration. I would get rid of that. And then roster size going forward, I, they they were already going to increase it to, to what, 26? I, I could see 27 or 28. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be 26 one. this year no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, what do you think, Branch? Uh, honestly, I'm uh, as far as service time goes, you pay the guys. They need to pick a date um, of what it is and not have this arbitrary number because right now it's a percentage of the date when a certain percentage of people get called up. Usually it works out to about 11, 12 days that actually keep that extra year of service time. I They need to make the date enough to where it hurts the team to not call up that top prospect. And so they just go ahead and bring them up. And, you know, of course, we're going to talk about, you know, Chris Bryant. And it's because that, that's the, uh, the premier case of, of this. If the Cubs, the Cubs only had to keep him down in Iowa for two more weeks to bring him up and he helped them go on to win a world series. If you make it to where they, in order to save that year of service time, say July 31st, say the trade trade deadline, you know, then they would have went ahead and called him up. I believe Now you can disagree with that and that's totally fine, but just set a date that if you call up, if this person is playing before this date, that counts as one year service time period. You know, or you could do, I mean, what is 162 games, do 154. That way it's only a week, but it's still silly because mm-hmm. they're, they're still going to just cheat the system. I mean, when, 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 to put it in Red's standpoint, when Suarez went down a year before they screwed with Senzel's service time again, Senzel should have been up. Yep. When he broke his thumb, when, when Suarez broke his thumb, period. You know, and, the Reds chose to do this dumb thing and hold him down. And they're hurting somebody's career. I mean, this is somebody's life that they're putting. They put, you know, everything into. And because of some arbitrary number, they could actually get hurt on getting into the Hall of Fame on, you know, or even being voted on for the Hall of Fame. It, it's it's just silly. And it, it it's not fair to the players themselves. And I think it's going to be an area of contention coming into this, you know, in – of the new CBA. I think so too. If I was a player, I'd be pissed because, especially great players, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I ain't saying Senzel is going to be a Hall of Famer, but by God, Chris Bryant had has a chance, and by screwing him out of that, eh, oh, what you the know, C- I mean, I how many home runs did he get? What the Cubs guaranteed is that he's not going to resign with Chicago. Yeah. No. No. Hell no. Go ahead, Paulie. Twenty-eight to twenty-eight is a perfect number. I mean, it's a it's almost three teams if you think about it. A rotation minus a catcher and a and a pitcher. You could almost do two different teams with that. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you, you know, totally. And it's it, it depletes service time for new players or players that are ready. And there, I think there's some players that are ready that need the right service time. You know, if like if a, if they say like a guy's like major league ready, he needs to see major league time and not triple A time. And that, that's usually what happens though. He sees triple A time, guys who because they don't want to because they don't want to start his clock down, right? They don't want to start his clock, and it's no. I'm with you. I feel like I feel like there's a team in our in our division that I hate to say that that has done it well, at least with their pitchers, Cardinals, and they're in the St. Louis and it's the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Matt Carpenter, Colt Long, too. Like those guys, they brought him up at the right time, and they brought Albert Pujols straight from Single A. You know, the other theory that we all have is, gosh darn, what's his name is still working for the Red Wall Jackety in the Cardinals. (laughs) He's the Manchurian candidate. Wayne Krensky for some reason. Yeah, Uh, Wall Jackety's still working for the Cardinals in the Red. That's, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> that's another conspiracy. That's a Reds-related conspiracy theory. Are you okay? But yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> that still pisses me off. I, I really like. I really thought that. I really thought that for a little bit, for a minute in my life. I was like, "Fucking watch <laughs> the Manchurian <laughs> candidate." You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Uh, the Manchurian candidate. <laughs> um, so yeah, go ahead. Twenty-eight players. Twenty-eight players. Twenty-eight. That sounds max. Good. That that's it. That's it. Well, especially if you consider that forty-two minor league teams are going to go away. I mean, are you just going to kick a bunch of people out of pro baseball, or are you going to expand the rosters so that at least some of them come up? I don't know. We'll see. I think that's where the government. I think, I think that's where the government comes to play. Oh yeah, universal DH needs to come. I'm with you. And the NL teams are going to need some time to adjust that. Having building rosters to have a DH, and um, you know, twenty eight sounds good. And so, what they're going to do this year was twenty six with uh, fourteen relievers only, or fourteen pitchers. Yeah, something like that. It was fourteen or fifteen. It was, I think it was fourteen. You know, but you could only have so many pitchers because, of course, they're trying to cut the time of games and don't want to give the manager the option of just throwing pitcher after pitcher out there, batter after batter, and a three batter minimum, which is still going to happen whenever baseball starts back up. So, Kev, <laughs> Kev had another question, and it's and it's movie related. He asks hashtag Pandemic Two Tokyo Drift. Which Fast and the Furious movie is the best? And don't say none of them. First of all, before we get started, I know they're cheesy. I know they're campy. I fucking love the Fast and the Furious movies. I know they're they're. That's totally fair. They are great. I know that it's just. Entertainment that you don't have to think about, because yes, they're not going to jump a car through like five buildings, and that's not going to happen. Everybody knows that. It's just entertaining. Screw it. I I honestly think the first one's my fave. I like the first one and the Fast Five's really good. Fast Two, or what? What's it called? Too Fast, Too Furious. The one what was in Miami? That was good. When was Tokyo Drift? Was that three? Tokyo Drift was technically the second one. It just didn't have any of the original people in it, except people for Ben Diesel it, yeah. had a cameo at the end. Yeah. Okay. 
So it's technically the second movie, but it's just Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. But Too Fast, Too Furious. It's got Tyrese Gibson in it, and he hits the the button and is a ejecto cedo cuz. But uh, what's your favorite one, Polly? Yeah, that is, that is good. You said Mine, Fast Five for Branch, right? What's yours, Polly? Mine might be Tokyo Drift because it's out of the normal of them all. And they have the one like good Japanese Asian guy. Han. That's like everyone loves that came back to life in like seven or eight, I think. And the one that's like, about to come out. Back to life? There was one that was yeah, going to come out yeah, this yeah, summer, yeah. but they delayed it a year because of the coronavirus. And there's a preview oh, that man. he like comes back and like, he, he died. He got blown up he in a died. car. How? Yes. Yes. So, of course, of course Letty died in the one and she came back. Letty died in the one and she came back. So death doesn't matter in the Fast and Furious universe. Now, I haven't seen the Hobbs and Shaw one, and I know that's technically in the universe, but I'll see it eventually. I guess I've honestly not seen. I've not watched that one either. I've not watched the like, Hobbs and Shaw one. I've not seen five or six. I mean, like the I've seen like parts of the one where Charlie Theron's like, I'm that, gonna, "That's the fate I'm of the Furious." I'm gonna brainwash you, bitch. That's the fate <laughs> yeah, of the Furious. It's the eighth the, one. Five, five is more car oriented than any of the others. Now, I I still like I said I love them all. But the fate yeah. of the furious is the one where they're like, oh, there's a Russian yeah. sub that's just like all yes. going in there. Like. Yeah, no, that was fun. That is it's so like, much fun, though. Triple yeah. X. It's, it's like triple X meets. Yeah, it's only so you can run triple X and Fast and Furious together. I mean, it's it's only a matter of time before Fast no. and Furious goes to space. It's only a yes. matter of time. Hey, hey, we're family. Yeah, we're family. Hey, yeah. I'm family. We're family. We're family. Well, and then, like, you have like Jason Statham and the other guy who were like, you know, the main villains, and all of a sudden they're like part of the team. It's like the other guy. <laughs> the other guy, you mean the Rock? No, the no, biggest, not the, the Rock. It was the other world. British guy. Yeah, the Rock was enemy, and then he became part of the team. So there's three guys who were the enemies, and now they're part of the team. Yeah, it's like okay, people, two people great, come back from the dead. Watched. You know who didn't didn't come? The Rock last. I just like racing cars. That's why Paul Walker died. He just like racing cars. He was like, I just like racing cars. Hey, they didn't bring Paul Walker back to life. What? Hey, y'all want to know a nice aside about about Paul Walker? I met a girl that used to sleep with him. Oh well. Oh. (laughs) Uh, A guy. A guy used to work with. I was just like, she was like, she's like, I've actually slept with a famous person. Who is it? He was in the Fast and Furious. He's like, Vin Diesel. He's like, no. Okay. So our next question comes from Jesse Byrne, our friend from Australia. He asks, hashtag Pandemic 2 Tokyo Drift. If this MLB season goes ahead and the DH becomes universal, who would you expect the Reds to, who would you expect the Reds would utilize, on the Reds would utilize it? I think it would be Nick Castellanos, but I'll continue with this question. For me, I think it would be a great way to get the glut of outfielders regular at-bats and also give Vado's old bones a a relax. Cheers and cheers. I think Nick Castellanos would be the primary DH with Votto and perhaps Jesse Winker every now and then being DH. What are your thoughts? Branch, go ahead. Oh, mine personally, are, I think it's Castellanos most of the time in the DH spot um, because I think they're going to try to find a way to keep Senzel and Shogo on the field at yeah. all times. And I still think you're going to end up seeing like sort of a platoon between Irvin and uh, Winker, and yeah. so Castellanos is the is the odd man out, and defense is a liability. 
for him, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, but hell, I'm 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 ready for him to come out and be like, oh my god, he's really good at defense. You know. <laughs> but so I know it's a video game, but Nick Castellanos rakes on MLB The Show 20. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, does Mike Moustakis. Castellanos is back in the lineup every damn day. All the rest of them, they can Absolutely. jump a little bit. But they're going to want Castellanos' bat Absolutely. in the lineup every day. So. Polly. So, there's been... Here's the thing, Reds fans. I've loved the DH ever since Big Poppy became very popular and very good at his job. Baseball. And he's a character, and I hit. And there's a res player that I think I don't know. Some some players they're, they're character they're characters, but Jesse Winker would be the perfect DH right now for the Reds. You know, like he can hit. He has he has he can hit a homer. He can hit. I, I you know if it's, if it's the right pitch, yeah, he can hit it. But he would bring so much poise. So much swagger to that, to that name of a DH. It would just be, it would be fun. Jesse Winker would be that person. Well, the main thing with Winker is he gets on base. Yes, and he would draw a walk. Or yeah, he draw a walk. Winker you know, just flat you know, out like he, yeah, he can rake right and hand. he gets on base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just rails white right-handers, and so, you never see him get shaken up, especially against a right-hander. I mean, it's just, it's just like. I need you to get on base. Okay. So you have two people that are DHs. You know, Vado is the main DH, and 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 Jesse is the the backup. You know, what I mean, like, so you play chess then. You know, like you play real chess. I think baseball now is going to be real chess, or with the new rules of pitchers that pitch three outs actually, or a whole inning. Like, man, like you know, you throw a batter in there, that's going to be that's going to mess with their head holy fuck like they're you know like they're gonna have fun with it because mm-hmm. they know they can because they know they can i don't know jesse winker's right there for me all solid options our next question comes from jonathan webster he has hashtag pandemic to tokyo drift favorite quarantine beers i'll go first on this one i've been drinking a lot of mexican beers on quarantine mainly dos Equis and modelo but uh for some reason i've just been on a Mexican beer kick, although I just drank a Coors Light while we were talking. But anyway, Polly, what's your what's your quarantine beers? Oh, I thought I saw I I thought I saw someone ask that. Thank you, Jonathan. That's a good question. So I have like side questions, sub questions to that. Like best growler is probably a Zombie Dust because it's a draft beer and it's really good. But Jeremy Jarrer said he. That the growlers are not true draft beers. That they're like considered then a, a, like a like a, a glass bottle beer. So I was like, shit. Well, the best beer I think I've had is probably one of the um, <clears throat> probably Contact Haze from um, Sierra Nevada. No, no, it's not Sierra Nevada. It's I don't. I fuck. It's, it's Seattle based. Sorry. Fuck. That's all right. Losing my head. <laughs> but yeah, contact haze. It's a hazy IPA, but they're, it's been really good. I've had it like three different times now. Or Florida Man by Cigar City, because everyone loves the Florida Man. Branch. Bud Light. Nice and simple. Bud Light. Ain't nothing wrong with the Bud Light. 
Brands, you should have pitch, like a couple pitchers like in your free, in like a deep freezer ready for you. You just to talked support. about the Urban Artifact beers too. But like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'm drinking Urban Artifact tonight. But yeah, it, it, the question was, what's your quarantine beer? Uh, same beer as always, Bud Light. I, lo- I love going beer shopping now and getting a couple growlers, getting a couple like or a few six packs of beers that I want, and that's why I drink on for a few weeks. Or a week, or a couple of days. Damn it, dude! I'm an alcoholic now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's a joke. That's a joke, Rice fans. I'm not. No. But I, I'll cut I've that been part. Enjoying beers. I, no, I thought it was kind of funny, but yeah, okay, you can't. Yeah. Whatever. I've been enjoying beer. I've been enjoying beers. Yeah, like, nothing I've wrong with beer. A couple pounds this this quarantine, and I think we all have. But I, you know, I've been trying some trying some different beers and. It's it's all about enjoying yourself. So, cheers. Cheers, Reds fans. We don't really have a Tom Brand Memorial Corn Home of the Week this week, except I'm going to point out the people who think that the coronavirus is a hoax. It's not a goddamn hoax. It's real. It's killed. By the time this comes out, it's probably would have over 100,000 people. Now, the mask thing, I personally am going to wear a mask when I go out in the public. I understand, you know, people... Don't want to wear the mask for whatever reason. Wearing a mask does not oppress you, does not do anything to you. Wearing a mask helps protect people. If you don't want to wear a mask, just don't go out in public to like a restaurant or a bar or Home Depot or whatever. Or practice social distancing at least. Wearing a mask says, I see you, I respect you. As a fellow human being, it's that simple. And I, you know, wear clothes. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's not some government conspiracy. No, it's not some craziness. Just wear the damn mask. It's not that big a deal. Coop, I got called a sheep at Kroger this evening by a guy I graduated with because I was wearing Kroger this evening to pick up burgers and a couple things from the grocery store. I've been I in Kroger. Sheep. And I, you know, I, I kind of tweet my heart about stuff. Everywhere I go, and I've not heard anything from anybody. Hey. I don't get it. I don't um, get it. Polly, this isn't coming from you. It's coming from me. I know. But the guy who graduated with Polly, go fuck yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because. I'm not a sheep. Man. Wait, you want to protect your family from potentially getting this? You're a sheep? Yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah. Man. That's. The people who say, like, oh, it's a liberal... First of all, why is it become a political thing whether or not this virus is legitimate or not? What the fuck? I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. The virus will kill you regardless. Because we're messed up and we're supposed to draw a line in the sand on every fucking thing in the world. It's stupid. Not everything is... You know what? I don't want to be Rufio. <laughs> but anyway, I'm trying to be in light of stuff. I don't want to be Rufio. Fuck that. But anyway, if oh, there, man, I don't want to be. Uh, if there I mean, was, no, no, I don't get the people that are by themselves in their car still wearing the mask. But whatever works for you, you know. I think that I think those are people just get used to wearing them and they're just driving them because. Uh, I, I guess they're just used to it. I yeah, guess. I think that's it. I mean, if you're if you're in your car. I don't care if you wear a mask. If you're not bothering me. I actually, I actually caught myself coming. I went to Speedway to get a Red Bull during like lunch, 
came home, you know, wore a mask to Speedway, actually, and, like, weren't home and was, like, talking to people before I even realized it was on. Yeah. Well, see, I know for, it's like, on for, like, a few calls. I, I can't. I, there's no way I'd wear it when I'm driving because it fogs my glasses. Up. Oh, it fogs oh, my glasses yeah. too. Oh, I mean, yeah. My glasses off. I mean, yeah, yeah. I get, I get you. I totally, agree. I totally agree with that. But yeah, so leaving, you know, the whole mask right. argument. But the people, like the people who are still calling this a hoax, you were the Tom Brennan Memorial Corn Hog of the Week. Go fuck yourselves. So that'll about wrap up this edition of the podcast. We'll go around the room here and have everybody give their final thoughts. And here's the thing, Polly. Give us your final thoughts. Here's the thing, kids. Reds fans, I am one person to see things totally in the, uh, well, the ultimate bad ending of stuff. There's going to be baseball this year and next year. Let's enjoy it as it is. If we're not there, let's support these players the best way we can. So take it as it is. Wear your mask. Drink beer. Social distance. And enjoy what you have. Thank you. Branch, give us your final thoughts. Um, really looking forward to next week and seeing if we get some timeline on uh, baseball. Also, uh, not so humble brag. Uh, tomorrow, I'll have been married 23 years. Nice. Pretty Congratulations. Badass. So, you know, pretty stoked about that because it's like, it's like well, you know, and, and to anybody that's not been able to, trust me, it's all fucking luck. There is no secret. There is no anything to it. It is fucking luck. Shout out to Jer. So, for my fun thoughts, first I want to give a shout out to Ram at Unc Ram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. Unc Ram, Jer, and Burmy, and <laughs> Callie. Shout yeah. outs. So, I also want to give a shout out to Callie and the Cincy Sports Gallery for sponsoring the podcast. Go to Cincy Sports Gallery. Get all your Reds memorabilia needs. They got all kinds of good stuff, so go get some stuff. Tell them I sent you. They'll look at you confused, but they'll they'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Ask tell for, them, tell uh, them Coop sent you tell, a UK Yeah, stuff. tell them Coop sent you and said you, they had a great UK selection. If they're talking to Mark, he's going to be like, what? Yeah, he's like, huh? <laughs> but uh also want to give a shout-out to Bill at OBC2 because he hates all the shout-outs on the podcast. So everybody tweet Bill at OBC2 on Twitter. Tell him how much you like the podcast. Shout-outs. Shout-out. Shout-out, Bill. Shout-out, Bill. Bill, I love you. Yeah, you Bill, shout-out. Like my, my neighbor as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> for, <laughs> so for Polly and Branch, this is Coop saying we'll talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah.